Welcome to the Kung Cafe for the 13th day of February, year of our Lord, 2024. This is the day before Valentine's Day. So if you haven't already done so, get your significant other something special or risk the ring. <laughs> Not so in my house. I'm being funny. Okay. I know you don't have it that bad at your house either, but if you had forgotten, get busy. Well, welcome. This is Con Cafe, a semi-serious site for devotion and theology and Jesus. And Jesus is my Valentine, <laughs> loves me unconditionally as he does you. Well, we're looking at First Peter chapter 3, verses 18 to 22, in the message version of the Bible, in a devotional called From Suffering to Salvation. And I pray this bring a blessing to you and to your life, to your walk with Jesus, and to your service to God and with the people in your realm. I'm Pastor Adiwan Redley. Welcome. You ready to end to God's Word? I am. Let's go to verse 18. This is Peter's first letter. That's what Christ did definitely, suffered because of others' sins. The righteous one for the unrighteous ones. He went through it all, was put to death, and then made alive to bring us to God. He went and proclaimed God's salvation to earlier generations who ended up in the prison of judgment because they wouldn't listen. You know, even though God waited patiently all the days that Noah built his ship, only a few were saved then, eight, <laughs> eight to be exact, saved from the water by the water. The waters of baptism do that for you, not by washing away dirt from your skin, but by presenting you through Jesus' resurrection before God with a clear conscience. Jesus has the last word on everything. If you're reading this from your Bible and that this line is not underlined, of course, you may be in, in a different version, but if you have the, the verse 22, I love the way it reads here. I'm going to read it again. Jesus has the last word on everything and everyone from angels to armies. He's standing right alongside God and what he says goes. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, blessing upon blessings to you, dear friend, on this Tuesday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I thank God for you and your willingness to pray for others. Here's an update on baby Ivy Escamilla. At this writing, she's in recovery and breathing on her own. She's the 22-month-old baby we've been praying for. She had a, uh, an obstruction in her venous system, and uh, we uh, are thankful that uh, she's breathing on her own. Her brain functions look good, and her chest has been closed after surgery. They're estimating she's going to re remain in the hospital maybe three weeks, so pray for Ivy and her parents and all who love her and are praying for her. We thank God for these news, and uh, may we continue to pray for her complete recovery. Also, our brother colleague, friend of mine, the Reverend Virgilio Vasquez Garza, has been having severe eye pain in his left eye. 
spent some time yesterday, which was Sunday, in the emergency room. He went home. He was there for severe eye pain, went home at about 3.30 this morning. This is on, on Monday. The severe pain returned, and so he went to the standalone ER, but was taken by ambulance to University Hospital because um, the standalone ER did not have any ophthalmologist on call. And there they treated him until about 1.30 this afternoon. Then he went to his ophthalmologist, who had to remove liquid from his eye in a painful manner. Vitidio was home now. We pray God bless him with healing. And then this word just in a few moments ago, Ms. Kelly Lester was awaiting gallbladder surgery, and so we pray for Kelly, for her husband, uh, Rick, and for the family, that uh, they will be blessed and that Kelly will be cured of this, that she suffer. Well, I remember learning about Jesus for the very first time at eight years of age when it finally clicked, made sense. And I wanted him as my Lord and Savior. My pastor at the time said I needed to invite Jesus into my heart. We won't debate this. It worked for me and it might work for you if you haven't done it. And I remember inviting Jesus into my heart as Lord and Savior. And the more I studied him, I should say we in my Sunday school class, the more I wanted to know about this man, Jesus. I have to admit that I envied the faith and the lives of the disciples as they heard Jesus' voice saying, Come, follow me. And the joy that Jesus felt in hearing or seeing these men leave everything behind to follow him and to serve him. <laughs> and uh, I sadly recall telling Jesus no the first time he came to touch my heart to call me into ministry. It wasn't his fault. It was my fault. It was because of me, the view I held of myself and how I limited myself and my thinking about what I could or could not do. And I honestly believe I could not do half the things that I believe were required to be a successful and effective minister of the gospel. But yet, Jesus never gave up on me. I Tire not of saying that though I went to school, finished college in three calendar years, and went immediately to seminary. I dropped out of seminary and then tried to find a belly of a great fish in which to hide. And I found one, AT&T of Houston in those years, 60,000 employees in the Houston area alone that worked for Marbell. When I finished my training, I was assigned to sit directly across <laughs> from another seminary dropped out. Out of 60,000 employees, Lord, you're putting me in front of another seminary dropout. <laughs> then I remember getting a letter from the scholarship people from the United Methodist Church letting me know I still had a scholarship for seminary if I wanted to go back. And the next day, getting a letter from a seminary telling me that I didn't have to apply. All I had to do was pick up the phone asked to be admitted, and they would admit me if I wanted to continue my calling. Long story short, here I am. <laughs> I responded, and now I'm mostly retired from a career of 46 or so years of serving Jesus. But my desire to know Jesus more 
has not waned. <laughs> Peter, as the author of this that we just read, is sharing his knowledge, what he picked up, standing alongside Jesus, living his life alongside Jesus. And you can tell that he loved Jesus for all Jesus did for him and for us. Now, Peter knew and later himself suffered all that Jesus suffered because of our sins. The idea, as Peter writes, the righteous one dying for all of us unrighteous ones. Almost unbelievable. Still is. Jesus was put to death in a death that we truly deserve. We truly deserve. But he was made alive once more to give us the assurance that his death and resurrection will bring us to his presence and glory. And as an added bonus, Peter shares what he knows that maybe many do not, that Jesus, while dead in the grave, went and shared God's plan of salvation to all who had died prior to his being around them or among them and sharing salvation, including those who did not listen to the prophets. Second chance, second maybe million chances to those that had died without knowing Jesus or the righteous love of God. Yet God's grace was extended to them by Jesus. Peter mentions all who were not invited on the ark or who declined or mocked Noah for building this big boat and uses that reference to speak of the waters of baptism as a symbol of our hope. Peter knows that baptism is not just a ritual, but a symbolic cleansing and a fresh start. This, Peter says, is a reminder that God offers forgiveness and the chance to begin anew, free from the weight of guilt and shame. Resurrection of Jesus, friends, is the ultimate symbol of hope. Just as Jesus conquered death, we too one day shall overcome obstacles and emerge stronger than ever because of faith. Our present sufferings can serve to draw us closer to God and refine our character. We should know that spirit conquers flesh. We should focus on the inner strength and the enduring power of our spirit that God offers to you and me. We should always seek redemption, knowing that if we embrace God's forgiveness and the chance to start anew, we should take it. And we top this off with the hope of our resurrection one day because of Jesus. Let's pray. Loving God, when storms rage, rage in our lives, grant us the strength to endure and the wisdom to see your purpose. Help us find forgiveness and renewal and remind us of the hope that lies beyond suffering. May we, like Christ, overcome every obstacle and live in the light of your love. This we pray in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. Dear friend, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Be strong as you navigate through the sea of challenge with faith and unwavering love. I love you, and I thank God for you. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you now and always. Amen.